This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. Hi, this is Taylor Stevens, the New York Times best-selling and award-winning author of Kick-Ass International Thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. And Taylor, before we get to our very important chit-chat, I want to ask you a question, and I'm going to test your memory a little bit. Uh-huh. Do you remember <laughs> what you were doing in the middle of May 2015? <laughs> yes, I know where this question's going. Yes, that's when this podcast, uh, this show started. Was that's when we were like, "Hey, let's let's do a podcast for uh, promoting the mask," and it turned into this. And I'm looking at the very first post in the back end of WordPress, TSS zero zero one. And at the time, I probably never thought we'd ever get to 100, let alone. 300. I don't know. I don't think we ever. I didn't think we'd ever get to 50. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're not going to get to that yet because many people have seen. Many people, hopefully, have had the opportunity to see either on Patreon or on on Facebook this adorable new addition to your family. Yes. Are we talking about little cat cat? Not a goat or something like like that. No, the cat, the beautiful little kitten. (laughs) Little cat kitten. Yeah. Um, Well, this is, today is our 300th episode of doing this show. And so I have, I guess, the biggest chit chat ever. (laughs) 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 Celebrate. If you've been on Facebook, Facebook group, or you've been on Patreon, then you've already heard about this but uh, i guess it's almost about a week and a half ago i found a kitten abandoned or i don't know lost or whatever uh, where i live it's just rural enough that garbage collection isn't right to my door so there's this uh place that's quite a bit down the road from where i am that me and my closest neighbors, we put our garbage there. And I don't go there every day or, you know, it, it, it's, it's too far to walk. <laughs> so it means I've got to put the trash on the trunk of the car, or in the trunk of the car, and drive it down. So it kind of tends to accumulate. Okay, so that night just happened to be the night I was going down there. And as I wrote about it in the Patreon post, that when it's dark and it's night, you hear things that you don't normally hear during the day, but they sometimes sound like other things. You know, animal noises can sometimes sound like, you know, a goose can sound like a frog or, you know, crickets can sound like something else. So your neighbors yelling or having a party way down the road can sound like a baby crying. I mean, you just don't know, you know, things just sound weird. And there was this noise and it, kind of sounded like a kitten but there's no way for a kitten to be there like out in this area people of course people have cats 
and they have barn cats and whatever, but you just, you don't see cats like slinking across fields and stuff. You might maybe see them in a front yard, but that even is so rare that you notice it. So if there were cats in the area, you'd see them. And, and I've never seen any cats down in that area. And there's no barns down in that area. So where would a cat come from? But then as I started listening, I was like, no, that, that's definitely a kitten. And so I'm following the sound and it leads to a truck. This is really old, old, like before times truck that's often parked by in that in that area. And at first I'm thinking, okay, so maybe there's a kitten stuck in the wheel well somewhere, but no, it was coming up higher and it was in the engine. And it's one of those, we could get it open without like having to pull a lever from inside the truck. So the lid goes up and then there's this tiny, tiny little kitten sitting there crying his little heart out. And I get the flashlight on him. I see him. And I just kind of freeze, like, what? And and the, it freezes him, and then he starts to move. And, and it, it's like everything's processing in slow time in my brain. And I realize, oh, my God, if he gets into that engine, I'm never going to be able to get him out. So I just, like, grabbed him. And apparently I have developed some very snatchy, grabby reflexes for going after <laughs> grabbing chicks <laughs> and other things that don't want to be grabbed. So I just, like, grabbed him. And as soon as he was in my hand, I picked him up. He starts purring. And so I get him into the get him into the car, get him into my lap. And I'm kind of like holding him. And he's just purring and purring and purring. And he's pushing himself into my hand and pushing himself up against me. Like he just cannot get close enough. And his purrs are so loud, like you can hear them above the engine of the car. And so it's like, okay. So I get him inside. I put him in the bathtub. He's just crying and he's loud. And I give, I, I, I was like, what am I going to feed him? And I remember like we had this can of, tiny little can of cat food that had been used for, I don't know, we were giving it as a treat or like pills. I don't, I don't remember. It was just sitting in a drawer for God knows how long. So I go and get that. And I start scooping some out onto a little like plate thing for him. And he starts doing this nom, nom, nom thing. It's like he's purring and meowing and everything all at the same time and eating. And it's like this, this, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, what do we do with this little guy? Is Where did he come from? And, and I just like, kind of, do I need another animal? <laughs> and the answer to that is no, no, I do not need another animal. But herein lies the, the other part of the story is that, so, Right now, there are two cats in this house, and one of them is the one I consider, quote unquote, my cat. But she is not technically my cat. Like, she's the first cat I've ever, I ever had. She was, um, I was the one who said, okay, that's the cat, and let's go get her, and brought her home when she was like eight weeks old. And because I worked from home, I spent more time with that cat than anybody else in the house did, and... Then when we went through all the upheavals and the moves, the cat came with me because she she's actually my kid's cat, but where the kid moved, it didn't allow for pets. So the cat came with me. So she's been with me this whole time. 
She sleeps at the foot of my bed. She follows me from room to room. She has to know where I am always. And and she's not my cat. <laughs> so eventually my cat is going to go away. And when when the kid is in their own place and, and can have pets, the understanding is the cat goes too. She's, she's here temporarily. And this makes me really sad because she's my cat. <laughs> she's not my cat. But she taught me how cool cats are. And, and, and I, until I had her living with me, I just didn't understand why people had cats. To me, cats were just litter boxes that had to be emptied and they were aloof and unfriendly. And I just didn't understand. And now I love cats because of her and she's going to be leaving. So I had been, you know, considering maybe, Hey, I should go adopt a cat that can be mine. Uh, but I couldn't never could do that because at the same time, for a couple of years now, I have known, and I know this makes me sound like I am crazy. There is no sane way to put this, but I have just known that at some point in time, I was going to find a kitten in some place that no kitten belonged, and it was going to need to be rescued and need a home. And so I needed to keep that space open so that when I found the kitten, it would have a place to live. So I couldn't adopt a cat of my own. And then here he is. He showed up. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? Just like give him away? Find another? No, like I've been waiting for him <laughs> this whole time. And then he showed up and he's this like little guy that wants love more than anything else in the world. It just wants to be pet, wants to be in your lap, wants to be touched. And he'll walk away from food while he's hungry and come jump in your lap just because he wants to be loved on that much. And so I, okay, I, I got to keep him. And I did, I put out um, like posts on lost pet places to see if he belonged to anybody, but I, nobody responded to that. And and I looked to see if anybody lost kitten, nobody responded. So the next day I took him to the vet and I was really worried because, you know, the conditions he was found in, he was dirty, uh, stinky, hungry, not great. So he, and he already had been had either been attacked or gotten into some gnarly situation because he had wounds. And so I was like, well, he might have already gotten the bad cat viruses because they're spread through close contact and through bites and whatever. So if he got them, then I could I couldn't keep him. So I took him to the vet and the vet tested for those and he tested negative. But I still have to have him tested again in six months because, you know, if he had just been exposed right before I found him, then it wasn't going to trigger on the test. But he got his kitty vaccinations and the vet's like, yeah, he's probably about six to eight weeks. And I figured that when I found him, but I would say closer to the six week side because he wasn't even coordinated yet enough at that point to like jump or play. He just had he'd re, he was in the stage of being curious, but not playful yet. But then as the days went on, that playfulness started to come out in him. You could see his his coordination developing and everything. So I'm guessing right about now he's about eight weeks, I think. And uh, so I had to keep him in quarantine for 10 days. Probably should have kept him for 14, but it was really hard keeping him in that bathroom for 10 days. Mm -hmm. He was convinced after after a little while, he was convinced it was prison. And so. Anytime he would hear voices on the other side of the door, he would just cry like he was trapped in the engine of a truck. <laughs> so he finally got to get out. Finally, he's escaped his prison 
and he is just exploring the house. He's hilarious. Like he does not stop running, tumbling, whatever. He chases everything all over the place. And then he'll see one of the other cats and then he'll just freeze and sit and wrap his little tail around his feet and become a statue because he's not stupid. Um, and then, uh, but then after he's tired himself out, he'll come and jump on my lap and just sit there and purr himself to sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully six months from now, he still tests clear and I get to have my cat. All right. So we are at episode 300. I don't even remember if we had chit chat in the first episode, but it very quickly became part of the show. And I remember you and I had a conversation at one point, like, should we keep doing the chit chat? Or maybe that was just me that was asking you, should we keep doing the chit chat? Do you think people enjoy it? Or should we just kind of get right into the topic, which is what everyone else in the world who does a podcast does? Do you remember that conversation? I do. And I remember, I think at the time I was the one going, do people even want to hear this stuff? Like, isn't it going to make listeners not want to, they'll be confused. Like somebody comes to us for writing advice and then I'm talking about chickens. Like, (laughs) well, you weren't talking about chickens back then. (laughs) Not then. Right. But it was about whatever else was going on at the time. And, but then I was like, but you know, I think a lot of people who are going to listen are not necessarily writers. And there might be just as many fans who would like to hear these things who don't even care about the writing advice. They just want the chit chat. (laughs) So it ended up being (laughs) like, okay, we'll do this for this segment of listeners and this for this other segment of listeners. And I think we did kind of put it out there at one time. And all of the, all of the reactions that we got from listeners was keep doing it. Yes. So if you don't like hearing chit chat and you did not speak up then, this is it's your fault. It's too late. Yes, it's too late. Don't <laughs> yes. tell us now because we like it. <laughs> if you guys haven't figured it out by now, this is not going to be a very heavy writing episode show. It's episode 300, so we're just sort of celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're we're kicking back and trying to imagine I actually looked this up. It was six years, three months, and 15 days ago from the point where we're recording this episode that we launched the first podcast, which seems unimaginable. And you think about how different our lives are now. I mean, you at that time had two teenagers or maybe not even, no, they would have been teenagers at that time. So your life was writing and dealing with kids, you were living in suburbia in in Dallas. Um, a lot has changed. Yeah, I think those were the middle school years. Um, I and I thought it was rough then. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea how bad it was going to get. <laughs> but yeah, it's if I have any regrets now, I'm like we should have been taking like pictures with every podcast and done a collage of like one of those things that goes through them really fast of how much we aged. (laughs) So yeah. So raising kids is like being president kind of thing. You you look back over the eight year period of time and you go, Oh my gosh, did that, did that person ever age? Yeah. And then, but the podcast would have been a really good way to, uh, document it because we're doing them every week, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
it's it's almost like a time map, a topical time map. And if we'd had pictures of the aging process to go with it, we'd be like, ooh, we shouldn't have done podcasts. <laughs> and I can remember every we'd get around the summer and the chit chat would would revolve around the chit chat and the timing when we could re- could re- would could record would revolve around kids not being in school anymore or kids going back to school. And so much of what we did and when we recorded and the interruptions that happened while we were recording (laughs) involved kids. Kids, yes. Now it's pets and chickens and (laughs) dogs barking and (laughs) roosters crowing and geese quacking at delivery people. And yeah, it's changed a lot. It's changed. Yeah. And and the, the kids that are interrupting us now are much more likely to be our grandkids than your kids. Yes, this is also true. Or telephone calls from young adults panicking over something that's just happened and like, and how do I deal with this? Which I'm very glad they call me for that because, you know, then I can help them, uh, walk them through how life works as an adult. And they are always saying, man, being an adult sucks. And I was like, oh, you have no idea. This is just the beginning. It gets gets way worse. <laughs> I remember the first time one of our kids, I think it was Randy, came home with his paycheck and he said, what's all this stuff they take out of my check? I'm like, what? Well, those are taxes <laughs> and this is social security and this. I was trying to explain it. And he says, that's not fair. <laughs> it's not going to get any better. Yeah, it just gets worse. <laughs> All right, so so we have been okay six six years, three months, fifteen days ago, plus or minus probably I bet it was sixty days for me to talk you into doing this, and and then actually recording. What if you can remember? Because you're a you're a long term thinker, much more so than I am. I'm I'm much more likely to say, yeah, let's that sounds like fun. Let's try it. Whereas as you're more likely to think about the consequences of things and what, what will this mean and how, how will, how will we make it all work? Do you remember what you thought and, and what you mentally had to go through before you said, yes, let's do this? Well, the biggest one I remember was there's just no way I'm coming up with content for this. Like I have a hard enough time just writing books. If I have to come up with content and then you know assemble all of this together there this i just no i was like so overwhelmed by the thought of it that's when i was like wait a minute and i asked you well would you be doing it with me and you're like well do you want me to i'm like well yeah can we do it like question and answer (laughs) because (laughs) for me if someone asks me a question, I can just talk and keep on talking, as you all know, and probably sometimes wish I would just shut up. You got the point five minutes ago. But if I have to come at it from scratch and and create and generate the idea, same content, it could be the same content, but if I have to come up with it on my own, it just, I, I, I shut down. I just get stymied by it. So I was like, well, would you, could we do it question and answer? And you're like, well, yeah, if that's what you want. And I was like, okay, if you're willing to do it with me and you're willing to treat it like we would do when I would go on your shows, then yes, I'd be willing to do it. But I still wasn't sure of the point. What's the, what's the point? Like, 
I'm going to spend all this time and energy doing this for what? And, and you're like, well, you know, it'll be a way to help promote your upcoming book. So in my mind, I was like, okay, short term, whatever. But I also have this sense of nothing that you do, nothing that you create just takes off unless there's like a lightning strike or some kind of just strange confluence of events that randomly brings it together and all of a sudden, hey, it's there. So the idea of spending time working on this and then it just turning into nothing also didn't really appeal to me too much. I'm like, okay, if we're going to do this, hopefully it'll be worth it and, and turn into something and not just we put these, you know, 20 episodes out on the internet and then that was the end of it. But never in my wildest imagination could I have imagined what it would turn into and or how much fun it would be for me. Like, because in doing these podcast episodes, it guarantees that you and I are going to be on the phone together (laughs) just talking about not podcast stuff, just talking like friends. And so it has developed this like long term friendship where the podcast is just sort of a part of it. And I didn't see that coming. So yeah, it's just, it, it, it's interesting what happens, how, th- how it started. Here we are. Did you know how much you enjoyed teaching at that time and explaining things? I don't think I did. Um, I, I knew that whenever I would do events and answer questions about writing, that I was able to articulate ideas that people seemed to really appreciate, and it did not feel difficult. It felt way easier (laughs) than writing a book. But I didn't realize at the time how much I actually prefer teaching to actually writing. And it's through the podcast that I, I discovered that. What's something that surprised you over the course of the six years of of doing this podcast? Well, it still surprises me is that we still have stuff to talk about. Like, I don't know how we have not run out five years ago. And and, and, and let let me interrupt here, because when we started, we actually had to, you know, we're talking, we, we typically record two episodes at once. And we had a list of like five or six different topics for the next show. So it's, it's, it's almost like the ideas for material are, are growing. Every so often, you'll go out in the Facebook group or Patreon and ask for questions, and those questions generate a lot of content. Yes. So if it wasn't for that, we probably would be out of material. So I find that the material comes to me mostly... Uh, through questions that people ask, those those are very helpful. Uh, when people submit material and ask me to line edit for the show, those are always going to be our best shows. They're also the most time-consuming for me because it's a lot of work to do them, but I always feel amazing from doing them because I know that they're helpful, but also uh, it, it's, I think they're the most beneficial for our listeners. And I know that they are the ones that are going to impact uh, the writing or the ability to write 
of the largest number of people of out of anything that we talk about or do. So I'm very excited when we have material come in like that. It's been a long time since we've done that, but I don't come up with it myself. I have to wait till people send it to me. Um, then there's material that comes from me, my own writing, but that is generally very um, hypothetical. Like I can't often use my own writing as examples because it will spoil plot lines or whatever. And it will also, um, I'm just working, I'm often working at a different level that to try and bring it back. It's, it's scattered. It's just like, it's in my head and to try and bring it back down to where you can actually show in a step-by-step way, what it is I'm talking about is more often more complicated than the time involved in trying to teach it. So it usually tends to be more uh, use my own work in terms of talking about process or the just the overall ideas of something instead of the, the nitty gritty little how to's. Then there's stuff that comes when I'm reading. And I, it's embarrassing to say this. I don't want it to sound bad, but I'm reading poorly written work um, because when I see something that's not done as well as it could be, my brain automatically goes into, why is this not working? How could we fix it? How could we make it better? What would you suggest doing instead? And that becomes the basis for explaining, hey, if this happens, then you want to avoid that. And here's how you can fix it, right? And then the other is, uh, sometimes I will see work that's very well written. And then I'm just like, oh my God, did you see how this, this person did this? And that'll also uh, spark topics. And then lastly, there's material that I work on with you, which we haven't done for a while, but that is huge chunks of material. And because I've had to go in and explain from from a like grand scope what's working and what's not working, um, it's also opened up a lot of topics of discussion. So the, the submissions that come in that are like, here, can you line edit this for me? Those are usually around a thousand words. So those are focused more on line editing issues. But when I'm looking at an entire manuscript, that's editorial. That's what would happen when somebody like guts the book, tears it apart and shows you how to put it back together again. So it's a much deeper uh, experience and a lot of topics will come off of that as well. So that's generally where all the topics come from. And you'll notice that very few of them originate with me. <laughs> it's always <laughs> other material that's coming my way. And it sparks my brain and goes, oh, hey, this is something that people need to know. This will be very helpful. So the reason that we've had topics to discuss all these years is because of the questions that come in, because of the material that gets sent in and stuff. So and I'm saying all of that because if you guys don't keep sending in material, we'll get to podcast 304 and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of the things that I've found interesting, I guess, about uh, about doing this is the number of times we're about to wrap up and the track of the conversation changes and all of a sudden we've got a, we, we talk for another half hour. You probably don't know this from looking at your podcast feed and seeing how long the podcasts are, but we try and keep them to between 20 and 25 minutes, which we never do. 
But there are a lot of times when we'll hit like 22 minutes and I'll be thinking, okay, this is just about perfect, but I've got one more question. And I'll ask that question, which will send Taylor's brain into a completely different direction. And it almost becomes like a different show, but we don't break it up into a different show. And we just follow it as far as it goes. And then all of a sudden it's a 58 minute episode. Yes, these things happen because Taylor's brain is a swamp. <laughs> but they're always, it's always weeds. fun when it happens because we go places we weren't, we weren't thinking that we were going to go, and we explore things that we weren't planning on exploring. And I, I, for me, it's fascinating when that happens. I think for me, too, sometimes it is because, like, We've talked about this so much, but I don't think in words. I think in ideas and concepts, and I understand stuff as sort of this three-dimensional interconnected whole. And so when I'm forced to try and articulate and explain something that I understand, it sometimes helps me to understand it better because I'm actually having to put words to it. Sometimes I will go back and listen to podcasts, these these particular ones, not like because I love the sound of my own voice, but because there will be some particular thing that I spoke about. And I was like, wait, what exactly was that? I don't remember. It's just coming out of my mouth and I want to go back and hear what it was. And I actually learn things from that. It's not that I'm learning something I didn't know. It's more a deeper understanding that I knew but didn't realize that I understood and I learn about it from articulating it. And writing has always done that for me. I've always understood that I learn myself and I learn the world and I learn everything through the process of writing. So it's the same exact thing. It's just that when I write it, it's on the page right there in front of me. And I'm generally not writing about writing. I'm writing fiction. I'm writing, doing research or writing real life stories, whatnot. So when I'm forced to articulate what I know about a particular subject, it's also helping to crystallize in my mind how I actually understand that subject. I have no idea if that makes any sense. (laughs) It does. It does. And Oddly enough, that was we were at like 28 minutes when I asked that question, and I thought, oh, we may, we may go to 50 <laughs> minutes just with this. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped. All right. So, Taylor, we are at episode 300. What do you think we'll be talking about when we get to episode 400? I have no idea. I have no idea if we'll even make it to episode 400. I, I just I don't even know. <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts that I've been listening to for years, and I know I've I've talked about this before. It's not a writing podcast. It's it's but it's a, a books podcast, and it's called The Kindle Chronicles. And the host of the show is a little bit older than I am. And every five years he's had the opportunity to interview Jeff Bezos. And whenever he does, in his own mind, he starts thinking about, well, what am I going to ask him about five years from now? And so I was thinking that I was thinking that before I asked that question. So this has been six years. Like, what are we going to be talking about in five years? And then I thought, how old I'm going to be? And of course, I'm going to want to still be doing this. Who the heck knows? 
but um yeah it's 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 fun to think about what we haven't explored yet and how we could how we could get better at at delivering information and maybe how technology changes to allow us to deliver things in in different ways and I don't know. They're just it's 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 fun to be doing this, and I hope we can do it for. I'm not going to say another 300 episodes, but for a while yet. <laughs> <laughs> I I really hope we can too. Hint hint to all you listeners. Send material. Send questions, please. But I really I would like to still be doing this for at least another hundred episodes. For those of you, and I know there are some of you out there who have listened to every single episode. And, you know, we can't thank you enough for being there and listening and adding adding questions in the Facebook group or supporting Taylor or through through Patreon and and just being there as as we've been on this ride for the last six plus years. Yes, guys, thanks a lot for being here. It's been a lot of fun and hopefully we will have many more funds to come. So that is it for this episode. We will be back with you again next Tuesday with episode 301. See you guys next week.